to the latest episode of Fourth Times the Charm. It is I, your host Ben, alongside your host Matt. Sup? How you doing, Ben? And today we are also alongside our two favorite co-hosts, Nick. Hello. And Kyle. Hello. Hello. You, so you you guys might not recognize Nick and Kyle, uh, but they have been a part of all of the attempts. Now. Have they made it on to any of our episodes? No. But as this podcast is proving, we're following through with things. Slightly. So yes, indeed. Welcome to Fourth Times the Charm, the only podcast where every week is a brand new genre. Ben, Matt, Nick, and Kyle, we will be your guides today as we journey into the world of... That was horrific. All right. We're going to look at a bunch... Is that what metal what? sounds like to you, Ben? <laughs> Only I'm some concerned. of it. Only some of it. All right. Well, this one's going to be a lot of fun. Let's waste no time. Follow us on all the shit, but no one's watching this, so that's fine. Or listening. Matt, take it away. Better have some cool intro music here. Welcome, everybody, to Review Roundup, where every week we take a set of things and we review them as a team. This week is our exclusive mid-year roundup. We've taken all of our top albums of the year so far, and we've compiled them to one master list, and we've given them to our wonderful, wonderful host, Ben, who, you know, doesn't really listen to music until we make him, or unless they're entrance themes at WWE, AEW, or insert ancient wrestling company here. So You know what's a very underrated song is I Think We're Alone Now by Tiffany. Not because the song's good, but because the bass line is killer. So that's the kind of musical analysis I want all of you to expect. Now, today, Ben and I are joined by two noble hosts that are going to be taking us along this journey. And they also provided some wonderful albums that they loved this year. Uh, first off, hey, we got Kyle. Kyle, tell us who you are and what kind of music you like. Hello, I'm Kyle. So, I've been friends with these guys for, what, eight years now? Does that sound about right? Yeah. All right, whatever. All right, but anyways, um, so, a lot of music I like. I'm relatively expansive, but, uh, I mainly listen to death metal and black metal. Sometimes power, sometimes folk. Depends on my mood. Generally, this, those two, and a mix in between, usually. So what, what I'm hearing is you pretty much only listen to metal. That's like your favorite genre, would you say? Like, big like, overarching genre? Yeah, big overarching genre, but I do listen to, like, some folk music as well, as you know. But All right, nice. Well, that's, that, we got a good one. So, so Kyle's a, a big metal head, like most of us are, and he's, he's well-versed in, in some different genres of metal. Now, Nick, can you introduce yourself and your musical interests? Hey, how's it going? I'm Nick. Um... <laughs> What? I don't should, know. Should I, I just, try I just, again? No, no. Keep that because it, it, that was like that was like a first day of school introduction. And that I was beautiful, it. Nick. It was. Okay. Keep, keep going. I feel Full like I know more buddy. about you. Well, th- thanks for destroying my confidence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we love you. 
So what kind of music do you listen to? I'm giving a pause so Ben can edit this thing. <laughs> no, 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 this, this is, is all cold. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, I mostly listen to power metal and heavy metal. Uh, just like Kyle, I'm definitely uh, a metalhead. Metal's the primary genre I listen to. Um, I also listen to a, some uh, death metal and black metal, but definitely more in the uh, traditional space. And, and and just ever that that's a more recent thing too, right? You you kind of went through phases. I mean, we all have, but you went through phases. And now you've kind of really settled into your your main interest with like power and trad. Yeah, because you got me. I mean, I'd always listen to hard rock and a little bit of metal, but uh, you introduced me to the metal genre at a more extreme end. <laughs> yeah, just you you provided you showed me the depth of the genre, if you will. That's um, why they call Matt Mr. Intensity. Yes. Ooh! Man, I hope they do. But yeah, no, I uh, I guess you could say I started off more in folk metal with Ailstorm, uh, mm-hmm. and kind of worked my way through a little bit of black metal, a little bit of death metal. The first couple of years was really just like a, a sampler of like all the genres, trying to find my niche in the metal meta-genre. Yeah, and you kind of you followed the cheese, where Kyle filed, followed the monster energy, yes. oh, but not... But not the embroidered jeans. No, we all we all had an embroidered jean time. And so, uh, Ben, can you, can you, everyone on the on listening to this podcast knows you intimately well because they've listened to all of our episodes. I don't know shit. Uh, but, I don't know but, anything. But, but Ben, what is your, your your experience with music? We talked about us a little bit in our our story through music podcast. Go check that out. <laughs> I have very little experience with music. The only music I listen to is music that is ambiently around me, which when I went to college with you, uh, metal was pretty much the only music I listened to, but I never paid attention to it too, too much. So Mm -hmm. I have a very weird skewed view of metal, and I probably passingly know more about its indie scene than any other metal genre, but that still doesn't mean I really know anything about it. Um, so today was really a whole bunch of complete wild cards for me. Yeah. And so, so to, to keep it going, so bad, we were, you got that fresh perspective. You got those virgin eyes, so to speak. Um, as, as Nick alluded to, I've been a, a also a big metal head for a very long time. No, um, you know, no. <laughs> no. Well, we, we all spent our times in the metalcore trenches and the pop punk lands of fun. Um, and I still, I still go back from time to time, but as, as you guys are going to find out later when you find out what my top five were, uh, I listened to a lot of black metal. Um, and I also like music that doesn't always sound like actual music. Um, True. And, and I, and I have, but I do, I do hold a great affinity for like industrial hip hop, um, like synth music, just like eighties style synth, like chill ass synth music and folk music kind of like Kyle does. Um, so my, my, my taste kind of run a big gambit, but I'm primarily, a, a a not black metal elitist. I just really like it. And we'll describe to you why it's better than all of your other music tastes. Uh, but today, as I alluded to earlier, we have our albums of the year, but Ben doesn't really listen to music. So he is not going to formulate a top five of 2021, but Nick and Kyle and I, uh, through virtue of us all loving this genre so much listen to a lot of new albums that come out and so at this point in the year we're about midway through i asked uh nick and kyle earlier this year to give me their top five in no particular order i took my top five 
And then I took f- five albums from across the internet that were very well received. Uh, I looked at like sites like Angry Metal Guy, Reddit, and Blabbermouth, and all those other sites to try to get a, a good sense of what most people liked, but uh, that I actually cared about listening to at the same time. And we threw those all into one big playlist. Came out to 19 total albums. We took our nice innocent boy here, Ben, and we gave him the task of listening to all 19 and ranking them from his top to his bottom, from his best to his worst, without knowing who picked which album, without knowing how we feel about any of these albums. And we're going to we're going to go through Ben's list and see how everyone feels. As we go through an album, if it's one of ours, we'll reveal where it was on our list, and uh, we'll go over our thoughts of it. And also, on top of that, I'm going to guess which of you guys each album belongs to. And that should be an exciting... So, Ben, what, how was it? Before we dump, jump into it, before we even talk about the albums, what was the experience like of delving into this monumental uh, playlist we gave you? Yeah, so I listened to essentially 19 albums in two days which was a lot um but i got through all of it i at least tried every song i actually listened through about 95 percent of them and honestly i liked the vast majority of the albums there are only two albums i ranked all of them out of five and there's only two albums i have that rank below a two and a half out of five Oh, that so, is exciting. Oh, man. Yeah, so so I actually enjoyed or at least could appreciate most of this, but there are some strange ones, and there is only one album that I actively, truly disliked. Ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't wait to find out who that belongs now, to. Yeah me, yeah, me too. Now, Ben, last year when we did this and we failed to make it into a podcast and we just did it over Discord together... You had you had one album that really hit home with you, and that was uh, Reed Hammer's like Venomous. You or Vipers, oh, you so love that good. album. The the other album I really liked was um, a Butcher. Yeah, Butcher six six six. Butcher was the album that excited me more. Okay, but Reed Hammer was the album that I thought was a lot more sound and complete. Now, did, did any of the albums on our list today provide you with that same sense of completeness? I, my number one definitely did. Okay. I, I would say really my top five, I would say, everything I ranked a four and above, I'd say are really special albums. So really in the Ooh. end, I have my own top six from all 19 of these albums. And okay. especially the top three I loved them. All right. So that's exciting. We got that to look forward to. And we're not going to reveal anything until the time is right. But I will now reveal to you the full list. So I'm going to quickly read through a list of all of the bands and who they are. Just so if you don't know who any of these bands are, you have at least somewhat of an idea of who we're talking about. You can skip through this part too if you know who all these bands are. But this is some basic information for everybody. And also, as silly as it is framing this whole thing around my list this is very good if you are a newcomer or a beginner mm-hmm. to indie metal and you want a good place to like see the variety because yeah. between these three guys it's a very good at least i think thorough complete list of what the metal scene looks like for the first half of 2021 
Yeah, for the for the metal underground and the independency, and I think you got it. That that's a great analysis, Ben. If you're trying to dive in, or if you are someone who's very deeply into this, like I am, um, this is still like a fun list to kind of mix things up and see some of those albums you might have missed. Even someone like the three of us, there's albums on here that until we shared them with each other, I hadn't heard and fell in love with a couple of them. All right, well, Matt, let's go through the albums today. All right, here is the list in no particular order and completely misarranged so you can't glean anything first up we have gate creeper gate creeper formed in 2013 in tucson and phoenix arizona and they play the perfected style of old school death metal and we'll be diving into their new ep slash third album an unexpected reality next we're going to listen to viral they formed in 2012 in linkhoping sweden they play a very new wave of British heavy metal inspired style of he- traditional heavy metal. And we're going to talk about their self-titled debut. Another traditional heavy metal band, Significant Point, who formed in 2011 in Tokyo, Japan. We're hitting, We're already in three different countries already. Um, and we're talking about their debut as well, Into the Storm. Next, we have the power metal classics, Bloodbound. They came together back in 2004. And we're going to be looking at their ninth studio release, Creatures of the Dark Realm. Then we have the innovator from Kentucky, Panopticon. It's a solo project. They're from Kentucky. I didn't know that. Yeah, they're from Louisville, Kentucky, actually. Oh, Um, that's not real Kentucky. (laughs) And they they, they started in 2000. He started in 2007. uh, And he is one of the first innovators of combined American classic folk with a post-black metal and atmospheric black metal sound. And we're going to be looking at his 10th full-length album, and again, Into the Light. This is the most albums anyone on this list has released. Um, Then we're going to look at Stordrigan. They're from Geneva, Switzerland, 2006. And they play a combination of mellow black and death metal and a little bit of melodic death metal. Um, And then we're going to look at their fifth album, Imperience. I have dyslexia. Uh, next, we're going to be looking at Frozen Soul from Fort Worth, Texas. They formed in 2018, and they play cold death metal because they're death metal about things being cold. Uh, oh, so that's dive... that's their whole gimmick. Yeah, that's that they literally gi- only talk about being cold, like pirate metal, but ice. It's precisely it's it's literally cold death metal. That's awesome. And their debut album, Crypt of Ice. They they really went for it. I mean, I, I mean, I could tell it was like an ice album. I didn't know that that's literally the only thing they ever sing about. Yeah, that's it. That's that's their one thing. <laughs> My God, that's awesome. metal. Metal is diverse and beautiful. And it, and in a, and in the realm of diversity, this is an album that was uh, controversial in this group, to say the least. Uh, Gone Mage's Mystical Extraction. Uh, Gone Mage is from Dallas, Texas. And it is a solo side project started this year. Um, he plays a combination of black metal and chiptune. Uh, for those who don't know what chiptune is, it's music that sounds like Mario. And despite how depressed that might make you feel, Harakiri for the Sky is more depressing. They're from Vienna slash Salzburg in Austria. From 2011, and they play depressive post-black metal. They don't play suicidal depressive black metal, but it is really depressing. And we're going to take a look, a look at their fifth studio album, Mirror, Mayor, however you say it. Um, a new classic to the scene, and these guys took the black metal scene by storm this year, Spectral Wound, is from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, 
and they play an intense rendition of melodic black metal. Um, and we're going to look at their third album, A Diabolic Thirst. Next, if you've listened to our podcast before, you've heard us talk about this album, Ungfell, a band from Zurich, Switzerland, that formed in 2014. We're going to look at their... Estglut. Their third album, Estglut. They play uh, like a mid atmospheric medieval black metal. Um, they're also part of the Helvetic Underground Committee. I'll always mention them because they're cool. Uh, next is a band that goes again to a very distinct theme and lyrical content. The band Noctool, who are hailing from the Br- from Bristol, uh, United Kingdom, is the side project of my album of the year from last year, Svalbard, uh, uh, Serena Cherry. It was started last year. Uh, and this whole album is about Skyrim. It's a black metal Skyrim album. And uh, that album is called Wretched Abuse. Next, we have Naraka. Uh, it's a death grind band from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They formed 2019. And this is their second EP, Blast Haven. If you want to get into the death grind and grindy scene, that's a great place to start. Uh, next, we have Azagoth Pendragon, which is the solo project of a man called Alex Azagoth. Who at times refers to himself not by Azagoth Pendragon, but as Alex Azagoth instead, or Alex Pendragon. He's a interesting man. Um, he's from Hildaldo, Mexico, and it's the, he plays an instrumental combination of symphonic power metal and ambient. Uh, and we're going to devour his fifth album, Fight for the Kingdom. Number 15 is Wheel. This is a new band for me I found this year. Yeah, they're an epic doom metal band from Dortmouth, North Rhine, Westphalia, Germany, who formed in 2009, and we're going to be looking at their third studio release, Preserved in Time. Does, does, does that mean that Wheel is one of your five bands, Matt, since you just discovered them this year? No, okay. but it might be. Oh. Next up is number 16, Portal. Uh, Portal is an experimental death metal supergroup from Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. They formed all the way back in 1994, but we're only looking at their seventh full-length reviews, Alvo, and not their other full-length release from this year, Hagbalubia. Gesundheit. Thank you. Uh, don't worry, you're going to have to say that again in this next one, because this next band is Dordada. Dordada. Dordada, who formed in 2009, and they're from... <clears throat> Timisora, Timis County, Romania. Uh, and they play a very traditional European atmospheric folky black metal style. This is their second album, Hair. Second to last, we have Mar Contanium, which means like looking into the deep sea and being sad. Uh, is another solo project, uh, that's a theme, uh, from Orange County, California. They started back in 2011, and they kind of play a cosmic atmospheric black metal sound it's very it can be very interesting and they had an amazing split that came out last year that was well renowned uh, but we're looking at their fifth full solo full length solar paroxysm and last but not least we have Quan. they're a russian band and i'm not even going to try to say the name of the town they're from uh it started in 2005 and they play a very kind of innovative, atmospheric style of doom slash post-rock slash post-metal. Uh, and we're going to be looking at their ninth full-length, Ice Fleet. Another album about being cold. All right. Is everyone still here? Are we all still alive? Did you um, make what? it? What? What? Okay. Oh. 
We we got through the hard part, guys. Now we can do the fun things. Oh yeah, that was definitely the the difficult part. Yeah. All right. Oh boy. Thank uh, thank you, Matt. <laughs> all right. So now no all useful information. Um, I guess I will take the reins now, and I will start with my nineteenth pick, my nineteenth favorite album from this list. All right. So I'm going to start with number nineteen here. I'm not going to say this is my least favorite one, because. Ooh. These are well. These are all very critically acclaimed uh, artists, right? Or at uh, least a lot of people think they're good. Right. At least, at least five hundred people have listened to all of these albums once. Okay, well, at least you guys think these guys are good for the most <laughs> part, or at least one of you do. So that means that they're not bad, right? So I'm not going to say my yeah. least favorite because all these guys are talented. But there is only one album out of this list that I genuinely, genuinely disliked a lot i have a pretty good idea i think of what matt likes to listen to i have a solid idea of what nick likes to listen to and i really have no idea what kyle listens to like on an everyday basis so i just assumed this one was kyle's (laughs) and that band is harakiri for the sky no wow wow that that I, defies expectations. Yes. Wow. I I wrote not an awful band, but feels like mid two thousands emo. I have emotions <laughs> raw, and the songs start to sound samey. Oh, right. Oh, it's yeah, that, not. That makes sense. It's not the worst thing I've listened to, but I feel like when you put this up against the emotion that I feel from a lot of the other albums. The, the emotion I feel in here feels a lot more forced. And so, like, I wasn't along with it. I felt like it wanted... I felt like it was trying to drag me into vibing with the album, and it just wasn't happening. I got that so, so your So your official guess was that was a Kyle album, Ben? Yes. Gold Star. Yeah. And I, I, and I, and I, think, I think you hit the, uh, the themes of it. Now, Kyle, can you tell us why you liked this album? because I can actually vibe with it, unlike Ben. Um, so I've been a big fan of these guys for, what, the past five years? Um, yeah. Uh, when uh, Ill Trauma came out. So, mm-hmm. and I felt like this album was a little bit more true to that album compared to uh, Fire Walk With Me, I believe that was called the last album. Um, and it just, that album and that um, this album just resonated more with me, I guess. Um, I was able to get into the groove with it, like, like once the first song kicked in, um, and I'm always find myself like headbanging, like in the car, and air drumming to this whole album. So, I mean, Ben, you kind of nailed it in the head. Like, yeah, I agree. Like some po- at certain points, it does get a little samey, um, but yeah. Where did you have it ranked in your top five? Probably around four. Interesting. All right. Yeah, no, I feel like if I grew up listening to different music, I would really gel with this. It was just not... It was like my anti-music. Yeah, I I, I, didn't, I liked this album a, a little bit. It, it didn't... It's not going to hit my top ten for the year. Because um, I, I, like Kyle said, we, we really started all diving into Harakiri on their 2016 release, Ill Trauma. Um, and that's the one I still really like. And I didn't like Arson, which was the Firewalk With Me album. And Mar was good, but 
Now, it just didn't click with me as much this year. Uh, Nick, what did you think of the album? A uh, pretty similar boat as you. I think I like the album a bit more than you. Um, mm -hmm. It's not going to make my top ten, just like you, but that doesn't really take anything away from the album. Yeah, I, not also, at all. I also liked Trauma uh, more than this album, and I really, really disliked their last album. So listening to this, it did uh, make me kind of happy that they're kind of returning to uh, their previous sound, and I, I hope that their next album is like this as well. But um, yeah, if I had to like just very loosely rate the album, I'd give it like a like a three out of five. Like it's good, but not great. I gave it a three out of ten. Yeesh. Whoo! All right. She. I I'd, I'd probably give it like a three. 2.5 depending on how generous I'm feeling yeah and to your point earlier to your point earlier Ben um, it there are certain parts that are samey um, but I think that is more of a result of the genre that they're playing in yep. it's not a particularly deep genre uh, when it comes to sound yeah, like it's there, sort is, of there is an figured. atmospheric black metal sound and there's not yeah. a lot of wiggle room but I, I, I will say to, to Kyle's point Harakiri does do their own thing with it at least Yes, like um, they, and, they, they, and they've managed to over the years. Yeah, they certainly have their own flair and their own take on the genre, but the core of the genre pretty much sounds the same across most bands. Yeah. All right, that wraps All it right. up for number 19. Let's get to number 18, Ben. What was your second least favorite album, the one you hated the second most? So my 18th favorite album. It directly relates to your opinion of the person who liked it. Once again, it wasn't offensive to me, but the one thing it wasn't, it didn't get in my head. It wasn't, how could you say it, viral. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes! So, so, I guessed, so I just guessed that this one's Nick's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gold yeah. star. Uh, yep. I gave it a two out of five. Ooh! <laughs> my notes are, and th those are the only two albums I ranked out of five. Or I, I ranked below a two and a half out of five. So the only ones that I ranked less than average. All right, all right. I wrote for this, they do the ECW intro theme yell, but not as well, which was a big black mark against it. I wrote, the, reading back on it, this feels really mean, and I don't do mean it in a bad way. Do it. It feels like a really good cover band. No soul <laughs> in the songs, but they're fine. <laughs> Woo. No soul. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah I also wrote. I feel like after one song, I've heard all of them. All right. You know what? So I'm just gonna accept the fact that you don't like the music I listen to because last time we talked, my number one album of the year was your least favorite album of the year. And once again, my favorite album of the year so far is one of your least favorite. That's albums. your favorite. Ben. Ben has really? great taste. That's all I'm saying, everybody. Ben's got great taste. <laughs> I adore this album. Yeah. I, I I mean like like and just to say, I didn't think this was an awful album. It was just, <laughs> just I bad. didn't feel anything. I, I kinda I, I I don't know. I I'm trying to see where you're coming from. Um I like I said, I adore this album. Um it's in contention for my number one slot. Um, I'm curious to see where the other album ends up on Ben's list. But, <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, in my opinion, man, these guys just nail that classic heavy metal sound, and they pull from a wide source of influences from that era. And in my opinion, they pull it off incredibly well. Catchy riffs, layered vocals where he's thumped, where he'll 
go from a deep gravelly voice and then kind of hit those high pitches like the swings in the music always keeps me very engaged um i think it's just a good time from beginning to end high energy catchy riffs solid vocals the drumming is very on point in my opinion as well i just think it's a very well-rounded album i i think i think that that might be part of my issue with it too is that it does sort of swing from like lighter to heavier and mm-hmm. so for me in my mind when i'm listening to an album i'm like if you're gonna be like rockier that's fine and i can vibe with that and if you're going to be heavier you can do that but like i want the extreme ends of the spectrum you know like i really want to feel like you're fully committing to it i feel like so each end of it five. didn't quite like super commit but also that's where my knowledge of this genre really starts to break down so in 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 a in a weird way because of the amount of time i've spent listening to heavy metal i feel very similarly to ben (laughs) um but but from like the perspective of i've listened to the style of heavy metal that is that inspired these guys so i like them more than men i think this band's fun but i i i'm never drawn to listening to it again but i'll never turn it off if that makes sense. Kyle, did you get a chance to listen to Viral by Viral? Um, no. Uh, All right, well, it didn't go viral with you. Um, it's not my Yeesh. cup of tea. Not my cup of tea, I'm sorry. You haven't listened to it. Exactly. You don't even know that yet. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's true, Kyle. That's get out of here. I don't care for the genre, though. Forget about it. Yeah, neither do I, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> listen, as the old man of the group. Back in my day. But, but anyway, I like... I thought that it was fine enough, right? I may have given it under a two and a half mm-hmm. out of five, but I thought it was fine. Uh, it's, I mean, the guys who do it are clearly very talented. Like you mentioned, all the drum switching and stuff. Like, I noticed a bit of that. The fact that I think I noticed a bit of that, like, means that they were doing it a lot. That sort of really okay. technical stuff. I appreciate, I respect them, but it's not for me. Yeah, it, well, they also did spend nine years working on this album. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, hold on now. They released a, a single, or excuse me, a demo of the uh, the title track in 2016. So let's call it five years, okay? Uh, uh-huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, well, I mean, I moving on. fantastic, but let's move on. Um, man, I, I, I really hope. What number? I hope number three is the album. I hope it is. I, if it is, I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> All right. And, number 17. My 17th favorite album. <laughs> <laughs> the kid gloves are coming on. Mama Ben's coming out. My 17th favorite is actually the one I wrote the least about out of all the albums. All I wrote was better version of Viral. Oh, and no. that is significant point, yes! which I also guessed was yours, Nick. Fucking Two years running, I... baby. Two years running. I I need a second to compose myself. <laughs> unbelievable. This is unbelievable. <laughs> now I I will say they are a better version of Viral, <laughs> um, but I think like, they are they are I I like them a lot more. I I would if I was ranking these by nineteen. Uh, they, they'd probably be near t- number 10 or number 9. Yeah, I, I gave them a 5 out of 10. So we've made it to halfway. Pure average. Aye. Yeah, that's sort of how it made me feel. I was like, oh, huh, that's sort of cool, you know? Yeah, perfect for the genre. Yeah, so I, I'm sorry, Nick. Tell us what you think about Significant Point. 
well, in case it wasn't clear, this is the uh, second album in my contention for the number one <laughs> uh, How many years did they take making this album? Please less than nine. Uh, I don't have their uh, page pulled up. Maybe someone else can oh. find that. But um, hold on, this is this is so this is also their debut album. It took them ten years. Oh, to make this one. Are you fucking with me? No, they, they formed in 2011 oh, in Tokyo. No. I'm sorry, significant point. It's fine. I, they don't listen to I, this. I think you're really talented. <laughs> I just don't like your music. Alright, well, for the heavy metal fans out there, like <laughs> one of you, these guys are, like Matt mentioned earlier, more... They combine speed metal and heavy metal, so... This album is way more fast-paced, super high tempo from beginning to end. Um, if you really like high-pitched wailing vocals, it's got a ton of those. Um, and that's honestly why I love this album so much. It's just full of energy from beginning to end, and at certain points you can hear the, the, the lead singer just almost straining to kind of hit those high, uh, mm -hmm. those high notes, just really putting his soul into it, which apparently Ben can't appreciate. <laughs> No, all I'm saying is that there's other bands on the list that do that better, okay? Yeah, I know. It genres. feels faster and it feels more intense and more. I, I will say, to me, that the best thing about Significant Point is they don't do that goddamn motorhead vocals. Um, this month. You told about the game! Yeah, exactly. They don't do that. That's that's my least favorite thing in this modern genre. But I, I the thing I really like about, about them is they kind of take that traditional Judas Priesty thing and they really like inject exciter and like accept into it to really pump up like Nick oh, yeah. the speed. Absolutely. It's it's Judas Priest after like two lines of Coke and turn that shit up to eleven. Like it is it is super fast from beginning to end. Maybe I should listen to it again like under that guys. You should listen to it drunk as shit while you're really excited. <laughs> okay. I can do that. Alright, hey, hey, Kyle, did, did you listen to this album? No. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> damn. Yeah. Why, right, why do I even cub? Why am I here? Okay, Just okay, the disrespect. Uh, okay, Nick, I Nick, listened to the, your albums. Nick, after that description you just gave, I will give it a listen. Okay. I don't album. believe you, but Appa okay. Apparently I, I have I to get drugs first. So. <laughs> Alright. All right. Let's end his suffering, and hopefully you pick his next album. <laughs> God, if, if all five of my albums are the bottom five, dude. <laughs> I, I think at least one of yours, Nick, is in my top five. I'm that is sure. a fun assumption. Yeah, it's, <laughs> okay. a, it's a bold assumption. We'll All see. right, number number 16 is one that I'm pretty sure is Matt's. I gave this a 2.75 out of five. Okay. And honestly, I know that this probably isn't bad, but I just can't figure it out. It's It's too obtuse for me. It's Gone Mage. Oh, boom. So I wrote, it sounds like a swarm of bees, but the more I listen to it, the more it improves. I feel like I just don't get this band because they're clearly good at what they do. I just don't know what it is. I also said that I feel like a lot of the chiptune stuff in it didn't really mesh in with the music. And I could tell that a lot of the chiptune stuff they were doing were callbacks to like specific video games. And I'm like, for as deep and staticky and everything as the rest of the music is, to throw in these, like, what feel like references to 8-bit games, it, it feels like it really just doesn't mesh well with the aura they're trying to create. 
How dare you? <laughs> uh, this is this is my number two of the year so far. Uh, wow, I, I'm, least... I'm four and zero oh right now. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, you are us down one by one, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so to to ben, to the literally state the opposite of what Ben just said. <laughs> um, I really felt like this album really did something exciting to a with a stagnant genre per se. Like I listened to a lot of black metal, and on, it's very actually surprisingly infrequently that I'm really taken aback or or surprised and enjoy something in the genre to a, a great extent like this. And their their integration and their layering of chiptune, I think was really innovative. I think it was fun. I think it felt very natural because to me, a lot of the references weren't directly to video games, but the chiptune was referential to sounds in black metal. Um, so I think it kind of hit you from two fronts, Ben. Like you were hit, like two two layers of nostalgia that were you're supposed to kind of get hit by just don't exist for you when you listen to it. Is it supposed uh, to be a nostalgic album though? No, it's just it's just someone having a lot of fun. So it's it's like they're playing with norms and they're playing like some the chip tune at times takes the place of what would be other traditional um, black metal instrumentation. So is there an actual not purpose, but is there an actual story to the album? Uh, it's it's really sad. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean the 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 lyrics are are a bit wild. Now, did uh, there's Nick lyrics? or Kyle? Yeah, there are. <laughs> uh, Nick or Kyle? Did either of you actually listen to this album? I did, as a matter of fact. Um, oh, I like it a lot more than Ben. Um, yeah. That and you know, kind of to your point, that's because I'm much more familiar with the stereotypical black metal sounds the mm -hmm. you know the clichés within the genre um, and i'm i also enjoy you know some electronic music i'm definitely more of a synth guy myself uh, more than yeah. chiptune but, i'm more of a um, synth wave guy to specify yeah. for our music nerds out there sure um, that being said this is an album that i wouldn't necessarily seek out but i can appreciate it for what it is Th this was the only album that i felt lost on yeah, yeah that think, makes sense. Yeah, that's, I that's think it's fair. because just the lack of context uh, for the black metal uh, tropes. So Kyle sits, I think, in between Nick and I with our black metaliness. I, 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 it's like in insofar as the amount of nerdiness we have toward the genre. Did you listen to this, Kyle? Um, I have not. I only listened to the small section that you showed me when you showed me these guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, as I'm going to stand by my statement uh, before, it's like it's not my thing, but I appreciate what they're doing. Um, I believe I told you that. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get it. This is this is also the most underground album on this list. I would, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. It, it also has the best album artwork. I disagree, I'll but that's okay. I'll, I'll fight you. <laughs> oh, ben, uh, just so you, just so you know, here here are some lyrics to make you feel like you heard what was going on in the music. Okay. On a trip from who knows where, I don't have memories to care. On a trip to who knows where, I feel an audience that isn't really there. It's an illusion. No tricks are played here. Just dreams and fears. In the inner, between planets, just passing through, sophisticated. Oh, I like that. Yeah, he writes, this guy's very, like... Very, very poetic. Yeah, and that that's that's, again, one of the things. I think it... Just to just to hit how much I fucking love this album again, um, for like how you said it it 
it's one of those things where you feel a little lost when you're listening to it. And in with an album within a genre that I feel it can be very samey makes me feel like the, what the fuck are you doing? Um, and pulls it off with like great execution that, that those are the albums that usually end up sticking with me for the rest of the year. Um, mm. So gone, gone mages is I'll go back to it. Cause I'm like, man, if I want to listen, if I, if I'm in the mood for something a little electronic and something a little black metal, I don't really have anywhere else to turn. Um, and so I always turn to this album. Um, now if if you're listening to this and you like black metal and you have other weird chip tune shit you want to share with me, please share with me on Instagram. I need it. Give me more. All right. We, we ready for 15. Oh, I'm so scared now. <laughs> All right. Oh man. It's like a, it's like the bachelor, you know, yeah. you don't get oh, man. Look, looking those. at what's left. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So from this point on this next one, I gave a three out of five. So I liked all of these albums on up fine. All right. So none of these I disliked or confused. I thought all these were at least good. Okay. All right. So next I gave a three out of five, six out of 10. It is Panopticon. Ooh. So I sort of, I, I sort of thought this one was Nick's, but I had just listened to two Nick albums before that in viral and significant point. I was like, maybe this is one of the wild card ones. Is that your uh, official guess? Yeah. You were uh, wrong. You were, right. you were right in your initial guess. It was it was my oh, album. It, it was yours. Okay. No, but that, that's the official that's the official black star for you, Ben. No points. <sighs> what, whatever. I'll give myself a halfy. Uh anyway, so okay. I listened to this right after I listened to Viral and right <laughs> after I listened to Significant Point. Ooh. So I, I had, I listened to five albums in a row that are in my bottom half. It was fucking awful. All right. Wow. Ooh, awful? Listen, just, li- well, no, 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 no. It, the album wasn't awful. But the fact that I listened to so many albums I loved and then I listened to like the bottom half of my list all at once was such a bummer. <laughs> so anyway, I get to Panopticon. I put, I don't really like it, but it's fine and well done enough. Vocal mixing is really weird and quiet, which I I did think that was strange. I was, because I checked my audio levels too, and it feels like the vocals are like mixed into like the middle of the music, which I don't know if that was a conscious choice or not. I'm assuming it is. Uh, it was fine. Nothing about it really stood out to me. I, I didn't feel enough one way or another to really judge it. Wow. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm speechless on this wow. one. Wow. Yeah. This, this was either going to, in my head, this was either going to be at the bottom of your list, like very bottom, or it was going to be like in the middle top. That was fine. This is this is probably one of the best received albums on this entire list from yeah, really? like the general public. There's oh, yeah. there's there's only one two other albums on this list that I would say were as widely well received as this album was in the metal community. Especially in the black metal community. This album there's only one other album on this list that took the black metal community by storm as much as Panopticon did this year. All right. Well, Nick, I'm sorry. This <laughs> happened again. Tell yep. us about Panopticon. Well, Panopticon is a one-man band. Uh, yeah. Like I'm sorry, Ray, guys. Just like all good black metal bands should be. A single person. Damn, damn right, Alan. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but 
you know, Panopticon is unique in the genre in that he's really the only person that melds American folk, specifically American folk, with atmospheric black metal or post-black metal, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on how you want to define those. Um, And I'm shocked you didn't get really anything out of this band, especially the song Dead Wounds. Um, Yeah. Oh, oh, man. That song, beginning to end, just, it starts this, it's just this horrible weight and sorrow. Just like, it feels like you're being dragged through the mud. And then at a snap of a finger, just it's like it sounds like this release of rage, like this this yeah. catharsis that you're just letting out. And yeah. the way he, and near the middle end of the song, I want to say it's about eight-ish minutes in, um, a uh, a fiddle or excuse me, a violin takes mm-hmm. over and actually plays more plays the earlier riffs that the lead guitar was playing in the song. Yeah. And at the end of the song, it actually flips again, where yep. because the the violin was used in the beginning of the song, and the guitar then used uh, plays very similar chords to what the violin was playing in the song. Um, if you can't tell, this is my favorite song off the album. Um, yeah, it's a fucking banger. So, so I think part of the reason why I didn't like it is I really, I, I, I myself get nothing out of like the sad metal songs when I listen to uh- them. And, and if you've listened to the Ungfell episode that we did, you also understand that Ben doesn't understand atmosphere. Yes, that's also true. I really <laughs> don't understand atmosphere and metal. I'm like, I, I need it slapped across my face or else I completely miss it. I, I really I really feel like Ben... I, so this is, this is where the elitist comes out. And if you're listening to this and you don't consider yourself a black metal elitist and you listen to a lot of it, um, I'm here for you because we all are. Um... <laughs> Austin's discography in regards to black metal is partially so exciting because as Nick said, it's one of the few people who's ever actually dipped fully into that American folk sound, especially on, especially on his earlier albums. I I remember when Panopticon and self-titled came out in 2008, I was in high school and I hadn't even listened to any black metal yet. And it, it just genuinely, I was like, I'm not ready for this. It took it took until Kentucky's released in 2012 before I even had a concept of what I was really enjoying with this album, and yeah, it, it, if you've listened to the foundation for a lot of black metal people, a lot of black metal heads that I know, especially in this more atmospheric folky genre, is Agalock, who's a, who's a, an example of an American <laughs> black metal band who plays on exclusively European folk sound. That's a great um, name. Yeah, it's a great name. They're a great band. They've released my favorite EP ever made. Both my top two EPs ever made um, are both Agalox. I love that band. But to me, they're like Panopticon. Not, you know, this is going to be a very fucking contentious statement. Are the are the true American Agalox? Because um, they they take that same kind of care for what they're playing um, and inject the same kind of like intense passion uh, as Nick said, especially with the. Uh, what's the uh, with the emotionality that austin brings to his vocals um and just his playing because the to me one of the best things about a one-man project like this um is that it's it's wholly the artist's expression um it's just what they wanted and they, usually when there's no one else it's diff- they get in the way of you executing that um you know unique vision what do you think kyle so I did listen to this album. 
Um, Yay! <laughs> hey, we got one. Hey, <laughs> Kyle. No, I absolutely adored this album. Um, yeah. Like this is all in our top tens. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, one thing you guys didn't mention um, mm-hmm. was what he does with this album as well as he incorporated wildlife sounds. Mm, yes. Oh yeah, you're right. Yes. Field recordings. Yeah. Fucking field recordings, baby. It was. It gave it more depth to the whole album itself, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And by the way, I believe he records. I believe he's currently like living in like northern woods of Minnesota too. So he is. Yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. He moved. Yeah. He's in Minnesota now. So somewhere. yeah. Like the wildlife sounds up there are so much more intense. And more. It's more cold. This is a. As you said, Nick and Kyle and Ben. This is a more emotional, sadder album. More depressive. Um, and I think it's because he's living in a fucking frozen wasteland. <laughs> Probably, but if you actually, so if you follow his discography, including his EPs, he has got, like, his music has gotten more emotional and sadder, and especially, yeah. I don't know, it, have you guys listened to the self-titled EP that came out last year, 2020? Yeah. I thought that was, it's easily one of my favorite folk EPs, and I think that EP was a real turning point for him in terms of how much emotion he's putting into the into the music he's writing. Because one song, on, I know we're talking about the album, but one, the, on the EP, the song The Pit is, oof, that, that one hits you right in the soul. And you can really see that he learned from making that EP and incorporated it beautifully into this album. What album are you talking about? Uh, oh, you're talking, about the, you're talking about the split with Aerial Ruin. No, I'm talking about the self-titled EP, Panopticon. I'm looking at metal archives right here. I'm not seeing it. It's because it's not metal. It's it's just American folk. Uh, okay. Because I know he did his album with Aerial Ruin, which has the pit on it. Oh well, maybe that that's where it's from. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I learned of the song on the EP he released. Um, yeah. And yeah, if if you like this album, uh, I highly recommend uh, the album he released in. Or the two albums, I should say, he released in 2018. Uh, the Scars of Man on uh, The One Stainless Wilderness Part 1 and also Part 2. Um, yeah. Those used to be my favorite albums from him until he released this one. And this is by far uh, my favorite album that he's released. I'm sorry, Nick. <laughs> Man. No, it's okay. I got the support of everyone else on this one, Ben. It's, it's yeah, I, yeah. This time I know yeah. you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. On, the, on this one, Ben, you, you failed us all. All right. Well, now, let's let's keep crushing dreams. I just want to make one more point to Ben. Um, the mixing with the vocals mm-hmm. in the middle or to the back is a giant trope with the atmospheric black metal genre. So yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. Intentional. Well, yeah. Just just like this. Sh- intentional. Well, well, I just don't like, like atmospherics. So I don't like atmospherics or sad. God, That's how the, how does how is Kawan above this? <laughs> it's, oh man, it is. It is. <laughs> All right, coming up next, uh, ranking number 14. I, the next two albums I listened to in a row after uh, Panopticon. So okay. so I listened to in a row. I listened to Viral. Then I listened to Significant Point, which were two of my least favorite albums. Then I listened to Panopticon, which I also thought was okay. The next one I ranked a three point two five, and that's Azagoth Pendragon. <laughs> Ooh! So I thought this one was a was one of the wild card picks. Yeah. Yeah. Technically correct. Right. Okay. I put 
sort of feels like easy listening metal. Yep. I feel like it's mixed too samey. Doesn't feel like there's a lot of depth to the music. Kind of engaging, but I almost feel like it's in slow motion. Nothing <laughs> wrong with it, though. And it's sort of like background music you'd find in a fantasy video game. Right, nice I, background I, music. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to be real here for the people who, who also have listened to this album. Nick, um, my review and Ben's review are identical. Ugh. <laughs> so this wasn't on my top five that I submitted, but this is on my top ten contenders list. Oh, I'm sorry, um, Nick. This is like you said. This was like number six or seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, I'm I like, sorry, I, Nick. I, it's fine. Whatever, man. Uh, honestly, I like this album for the same reason uh, Matt likes Gone Mage. Um, he loves black metal and chip tune combined together. I love my fucking power metal and synthwave combined together. Yeah, and, that makes sense. And this album does it mwah, perfectly. Um, yeah. The best way I can really describe this album is like Baby's first power metal album because yeah. it yeah. has all of the cliches and tropes of power metal, but it doesn't have what could be perceived as really heavy guitars and drums that might, you know, dissuade people from exploring the genre more. So, mm. uh, yeah, I really like this album. I haven't heard anything quite like this uh, before. That I agree with. It's unique. Yeah. And that's, what do you that's think, what... Kyle? I tried. Couldn't get into it. Mm. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm right. just being honest. Um, it's, a uni- it's, it's a very specific sound. Instrumental metal in general it can be very, very difficult to listen to. Yeah, I agree. Yes. I, if I didn't love power metal as much as I did, I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't like this album. That's fair. All right. Well, here, let, let's move on. This was the last album I listened to okay. and for, for my first day of listening. So I listened to Viral, Significant Point, Panopticon, Azagoth, Pendragon. And then after that, I listened to Wheel, which I gave three and a half out of five. So this one, I guessed, was Kyle's. Wow, Really? That's that's the first one you've been like off wildly the off on. Yeah, yeah, yeah way off. off. Yeah. This is, I, I, so, I, I ahead, think what ahead. happened was I didn't have a firm guess on this, but like I like I hadn't guessed too many albums at this point were Kyle's, so I was just sort of like, yeah, sure, this is well, this is a Kyle. Uh, I put not my favorite, but sounds good, perfectly solid, not too noteworthy. Uh, my favorite song was Hero of the Week. Yeah. All right, yeah. yeah. So, so, so the interesting thing is, this is a wild card album, and and I hadn't listened to it prior to me putting it on the list. Um, this album went firmly up to number three on my top ten. It it contend oh, wow. it, it's cont- it's currently contending with Gone Major, where the album I've listened to the second most this year. Um, I. I, I I fell in love with doom metal when I first was really getting into metal um, after high school. So when I was in college, it was a genre I really dived into, and that means I'm very bored of the genre now. But the wheel provides such grandeur and epicness and emotion. The riffing is clean. The production is fucking smooth from front to back. It's a tasty album. It's just, it just hits all the right ticks for me. It does that chemist sound 
and it does the Candlemass sound without sounding like Candlemass Warship because I listened to like four Candlemass Warship albums this year and I couldn't take it again and then Wheel did it for me. They surprised, they made me happy. I love this fucking album. Uh, I don't know if anyone else actually listened to it, but this album fucks. I did listen to this album. Uh, I was not aware of these guys before this list was made, and my goodness, did they earn a spot on my top ten list this year. Right? Um, I Doom Metal was also one of the genres that I got into very early when I first started getting into metal, uh, chemists especially. Um, and like Matt said, these guys do sound quite a bit like chemists, but definitely slowed down a bit. They also have a bit more of that traditional heavy metal doom sound to them as well, which I really enjoy. Um, it's not nearly as upfront as actual traditional heavy metal doom bands, but you can definitely hear the influences in there. Um, yeah, excellent album. I'd recommend it to anyone really that likes metal. Alright, Kyle. Um, I did not listen to this. I've actually never heard of these guys uh, until, what, three minutes ago? So, I'm going uh, uh, right, well, to got... definitely listen to this album. As soon as this podcast is over, Kyle, throw some headphones on and just dive deep because this is this is like my Skyrim album of the year. Every every year there is an album that just like takes me on a journey when I listen to it. And Ungfell kind of does that, but it's just more fun. This one fucking grabs me by the throat and just pulls me along on a journey every single time. Oh, I can't I, I can't instill the virtues of this album enough. I am genuinely fucking blown away that Quan's made it this goddamn far. If that album's in your top ten, Ben, I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> we, still have, we still have time, Matt. We still oh, have no. time. How is Portal still here? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> All right. Am I not supposed to like Portal? I, 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 I think let's, that let's, um, we'll save it. We'll save. Yeah, it. we'll let's save her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Okay, wow. Mm. Listen to Wheel. They're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right, number 12. I originally wrote that this was Kyle, but I think this might actually be next, considering how the night's been going. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's fair. Um, Before I reveal the name, I wrote, It's fine, but nothing I haven't heard before. Good, but doesn't stand out too much. And I put a better version of Panopticon. And that is Mare Cognitum. Ooh, well, you are you were wrong. That is a internet love uh, internet album. Oh, that's a wild card. Yeah, it's one of the wild cards. Well, hey, I'm getting all the wild cards out early. There's something to yeah. be said for that, right? Yeah, you disagree with the wider metal community. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well, yeah, so yeah, so this album, um, Mare Cognitum. Uh, for those out in the realms, is a solo project that's like super well loved. This album was super well received. They did a, they did a, a double album with Spectral Lore, um, and it's, it's not really a split because they kind of it's just two solo project dudes working together, uh, so it's just an album. But uh, Wandering the Astrology of Nine, that album is epic and huge, just like this one is. Um, but so you said it you you you, you said this is just not as good or you says better panopticon i i wrote it's a better panopticon so can you tell yeah, I get me that. why oh okay well so why do you feel that panopticon and this band are so similar i feel like the way the vocals sort of interacted with the rest of the the music scape i sort of feel like was similar 
Because once again, it's not like I dislike the, the ambiance and stuff. It's just that it just washes over me. I just My mind just ignores it. Pretends like it's not even there. So I felt like the actual nuts and bolts of the mm -hmm. songs felt sort of structured similarly. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's like you're when you listen to an atmospheric black metal album, Ben. It's like you're watching a um, a movie without any of the background, without any of the animations finished. Sure. Did, did anyone else listen to the sound besides me? Uh, I listened to the first song. Um, not for me. Yeah, Kyle. Um, I'll give it a shot. I mean, I do enjoy atmospheric black metal quite a bit. Um, and I have them up on this guy up on Metal Archives right now, and the lyrical themes seem really cool to me. So I might as well try yeah. to get that. It's like I, I I put them firmly into cosmic black metal. Well, I do like cosmic yeah, black metal. Yeah, I, I I think that's a fair uh, fair place to put them. Yeah. All right, Ben, hit us with the next one. All right, number eleven. This one I also gave a seven out of ten. I almost put it into that 3.75 out of 5 territory. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really interesting. And out of all the atmospheric albums, mm. I vibed with the atmosphere created in this album far more than any of the others to this point. And that album is Kawan. Boom, there it is. There yeah. it is. Yeah, Who number 10. That is? Or number 11, sorry. Yeah, that's number relevant. Who do you think that is? So, originally I put Wildcard on that. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like the only one of the three of you who would have listened to this would be you, Matt, now that I know that it's Ice Metal. Just this album. Well, actually, no, they have two albums that are kind of like that. Yeah. But this was a wild card, so I will give you the points. All right. Oh, wow. So I got through all the wild cards already. Yeah. You get wow, look at me. Rejecting society. Oh, no, you're, you're still missing one wild card. Am I? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, well, Kwan's a band I really like. Um, I've been listening to them since their... I just want to make sure... 2015 album... Uh, Sornia, which is about a group of expeditioners getting trapped in a snowstorm. This is more ice metal. It's like atmospheric metal about cold places, and they use field recordings too, which I think are awesome. Their their yeah. last their 2017 album was a bit of a dud, um, but this album is fantastic. These guys have also have like a a massive release history of albums over the years. All right, a anyone else have Kawan experience? Uh, I listen to it. Um, it's wow. good. You know, uh, it's not going to make my top ten. It's definitely a Matt band by far. Um, hey, yo. As, as far as, you know, the genre that it sits in, it, it, it yeah, it's, it's, it's good, but, you know, I'm not really going to seek it out. It's very posty. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, Oddly enough, like I do struggle with post and atmospheric black metal as well, unless it's combined with another genre. Yeah, hmm. I get that. All right, All right coming ben. up next. And this is your top ten. This Drum is, this roll. Is the top ten. Everything up is three point seven five out of five and above. All right, so all these I think are really good albums. Number ten is one that this podcast is very familiar with. Ongfell. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I made it in. Made the top ten. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, we, we talked about this one at length last time, so we really don't need to go over it too much unless yeah. Nick and Kyle have something to add. I think it builds really nicely. I sort of understood the 
underpinnings of the theming, even though I thought the atmospheric stuff was too much. Uh, I, I feel like last time we talked about it, I sounded a lot harsher on it than I actually was. I, I do enjoy listening to the album. You were just beaten down by gets... DJ Khaled, another yeah. one, the best so music. I, 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 I think that everything builds nicely. I think the last real song on the album is super good, but yeah. I think as a whole, the album falls short of the other albums ahead of it. I love this album. It's my it's my album of the year so far. Yeah, Jaw Harp for Life, baby. Hashtag Helvetic Underground Committee. Hell yeah. Shout out to the Helvetic Underground Committee. Y'all are Thank y'all are you. dope. Nick, Kyle? Yeah, I listened to it. Uh it's really good. <laughs> um It's it might make my top ten. It's definitely Ooh. in the bottom bit of it. It's in contention for like number ten or number nine, maybe. Hey. Um, I mean, it's it's really good black metal, right? I mean, there's really not much more to say. Yeah, that. it is. Like, it's if you like black metal, you're gonna like this album. Especially if you like that kind of French medieval sound, that uh, that past noir kind of influence sound. Kyle, Kyle, did you did you spin this at all? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we talked about this. You listened to this. Yeah, album. yeah. Um, my issue with it was um, it was on my end. You know, I was breaking up in parts because when I was listening to it, I was driving. So, um, <clears throat> still haven't gotten to listen to from front to back, you know, one go. I completely forgot to do it. I do apologize. We love you, Kyle. I will never forgive you. All right, All right Ben. Ben has number nine. So number nine is an album that I really liked, but I felt like it was one gear short of being like top five material. I feel like it just didn't hit that final gear to really go over the top for me. I also gave it a 3.75 out of 5, and that is Noctool. Ooh, two for two of me in a row. Uh, okay, that's you. Did you guess me? Sorry, I gave it away. I, I thought I thought it was a wild card. Ooh, okay, so wrong. The wild, car- the wild cards made guessing a lot harder. Yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Ben, when did you think of Noctool? You think they just never hit it into the full gear compared to some of the other black metal releases on the list? Yeah, I, I felt like... I felt like I kept wanting them. I was expecting them to get to a certain point in the song, and it always stopped just before that, like 20% before. So mm-hmm. it just never quite was as satisfying as I wanted it to be. Um, I thought it was really good, the stuff that I listened to. I just didn't think that the the songs really climaxed where I thought they should. Okay, yeah, I, th- I get that. I, I think a little... I agree with you at certain parts of that album. It's, this is my number five on my list. But what I really loved about it is I partially, I really enjoy the vocalist and her work in her band Svalbard. So I think that influenced part of my enjoyment of this album. Um, but it also just seemed really fun and fantasy and it was it was very straightforward black metal, but I think it did it in a fun way this year. For that kind of style, I think it really hit the mark, but it did, it did falter in some parts. I actually enjoyed this album a lot more than I did the last Svalbard album I listened to. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did so Nick and Kyle, did you guys listen to this? Yes, I did. Um so I'm in agreement with Matt. Um I really enjoy um this lady's vocals. Uh I listen to Svalbard all the time as well. Um, Hell yeah, buddy. Uh, yeah, you could actually hear this a uh, little bit of Svalbard mm-hmm. um influence in this album as well. Um just like with certain uh chord progressions and patterns that they do. Um from what I noticed, her vocals are literally one of a kind. Yeah. So, um, just 
short and simple. Um, but yeah, this album's fun, very straightforward, black metal, you know, it's just solid. Yeah, really solid. And it, there is that little bit of that punky kind of metal core influence that, that you get from Svalbard. What did you think of the album, Nick? Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, not quite as much as you guys, I think. Um, I will also gush over her vocals, though. Oh, uh, yeah. At very, very good. I Probably the best part of the band, in my opinion. I did not like the punky core, you know, moments and influences. They, uh... It didn't really do it for me. Um, I get it. And like you guys said, uh, this is by far the most straightforward black metal <laughs> album uh, on this list. And frankly, there's nothing wrong with that because it's executed well. Um, I'm by no means saying this is a bad album. I enjoyed it, but I didn't quite like it as much as you guys did. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Well, get coming it up well. next, and so I had four albums that I ranked at 3.75 out of 5. So those are the first two. The next two are like my 3.75 plus, uh, just because I was giving a lot of things four out of five reviews. So all these I, I, I really liked. This next one is Frozen Soul, which I Ooh. guessed was Kyle. Nice pick. All right. Yes, two for was. two for Kyle. That's that's a shock. Kyle likes that ice. Yeah, nice. I thought this I was do. a really good album. Uh, I wrote, it just feels good to listen to. I really like the trudginess and the variation with the songs. Uh, I thought that the editing for having, you know, splitting the audio between one side of the headphones and the other, I thought got a little obnoxious, but that's not a huge complaint. I, like um, I, I just I just kept writing about, you know, the trudgingness, the, the plottingness of it. Felt really heavy, and I really liked that. Uh, my favorite song from it was Twist the Knife because around like yeah. the last 40 seconds of it, they do almost like a doomy version of Walk by Pantera and it's fucking awesome. It's one of my highlights of all the albums I listen to. That is that is the best metal reference you've ever made in your entire <laughs> fucking life. <laughs> oh, that's so, yeah. beautiful. Mwah. Magnifique, magnifique. Oh, so I think technically this album was on all three of our lists. Uh, it, it almost was on mine. Didn't ma- okay. It didn't make yeah. it. There's another album that's coming up that was on all three of our lists. So. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, okay. this album yeah. was definitely on my list. My goodness, what an album. Yeah. Um, and it's a debut. Just, it's a debut, too. That's yeah, crazy. Just beginning to end, it's just this grimy, pounding death metal, mm-hmm. and it just makes you feel fucking gross. And cold. Yes, and it's so good. And I don't remember cool. which song it is, but about halfway through the song, it stops, and then you hear a guy getting stabbed to death. And then it yeah, picks back up. Fucking brutal. And it is amazing. This is probably my second favorite death metal release this year. Um, it's, it's in contention yep. for my favorite, but I think another album we'll be talking about is my favorite Death Metal album. And the Cerebral Rod album still coming out. We got a bunch of other shit coming out. The Things that have released the, so far. The grime is coming. All right. You have anything to add, Kyle? Um, no, you guys just nailed it on the head why I love this album so much. Just the griminess, the, you know, uh, the variations and the tempo that they can do, like the slow trudgeness and just pick it up right, like right then and there. Absolutely solid. Yep. Death Definitely. Metal. No. Yeah, they do stuff that too. was progressive, but they make it sound like old school black uh, death metal at the same time. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't yes. know if that's true or not, but I'm going to say yeah, just so it sounds like I know I'm talking about. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Coming up next on the list, I guess Ooh. this one was Matt's. Okay. I said I, I can't reveal my full notes on what I thought about this one because it's contingent on the one after it, too. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah. But it is Dordata with their album Horror. I put lead guitar is real meaty, Benny Likey. I put well-constructed but doesn't wow me quite like the next album on the list. I feel like I would like this more if I hadn't listened to that album first, but it feels like it does what this band wants to do with less gimmicks going on. Uh, And I also said the songs are super freaking long. Yeah, so this actually isn't my album. Okay. This is a wild card. Ah, wild card. All right, well, I got through most of the wild cards pretty early, so I'm, I'm proud of that. You still have another one left. No, I got, I got through four. There's five wild cards. There's only 19 albums on here. Who there was submitted? there was there was so much overlap between Nick Kyle and I. Oh, <laughs> okay, got it, got it. Your, I, your I top the, five is gonna make all of us very happy. Oh, okay. I thought there were only four wild cards. All right. Well, then my list is all sorts of fucked up. Then. I, I, I really like this album, too. I hadn't listened to this until I put it on the list. Uh, I had heard a song from it and then moved on. Uh, but I jumped back in. And, it, yeah, you're, like you said, Ben, it's really meaty. The songs are long and expansive, but it does that kind of traditional European folky black metal really well. And it's got a lot of character. It's got a lot of, yeah, a lot of that oomph to it. Um, I, I haven't listened to it, um, but, yeah, I'm just leave it at that. Uh, I, I just, I just want to quickly go through what we have left. Number 19 is Harakiri for the Sky. Number 18 was Viral. Number 17 was Significant Point. 16, Gone Mage. 15, Panopticon. 14, Azagoth Pendragon. 13 was Wheel. 12 was Mar Conigdium. Then Quan. 10 was Ungfell. 9 was Noctul. 8 was Frozen Soul. 7 was Dorahu. Left we have as Portal, a experimental death metal band. Nahara, which is a death grind band, Spectral Wound, which is a melodic black metal band, Stortigen, which is a mellow black slash death metal band, Bloodborne, which is power, and Gate Creeper, which is another old school death metal band. This is a spicy top six coming up. Now that we're in the top six, I genuinely really liked all six of these albums. Hell yeah. Nice. Like I like I would listen to all six of these albums again. Here's where the overlap comes in. All right. Here's how Azagoth Pendragon made it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> so I so it seems like so far the only one I had which was really a fucked pick was Panopticon. So uh yeah, I I feel the same way about uh, as a collective, yes, personally putting wheel that low really fucked me up. All right. Well, well how do you think I feel, sir? <laughs> yeah. Coming up next a really experimental band. I <laughs> genuinely love this album, Portal. Yes. Which, yeah, which I guessed was Matt. It's actually a wild card. It's the last. Oh, wild okay. Card. Well, it deserves to be one of yours, Matt. It's, it's a, I, I, it's this a, album's it's in my top ten. Awesome album. I gave it a four out of five. Uh, I put it sort of feels like comfort metal to me, which I think it probably shouldn't. If, if you've been desensitized, yes. <laughs> Chaotic nonsense music, but it all falls into place and makes me feel stuff that bands like Wheel or Azagoth Pendragon don't. Everything feels really deliberate, 
I feel like each strum of the guitar really means something and affects me. The only thing I didn't like about the albums were that most of them don't have an actual end, which yeah. I feel like is sort of stupid if you have an album. It's like, I want an end to the song. And that's supported by the fact that the one song that does have an ending, which is the end of the album, is fucking awesome. So, like, like the end of the album for Portal it might, is actually probably my favorite end to all 19 albums the end of that i i think it's fucking awesome it's like you know action movie in there like yeah. this album everything i felt like i understood why everything was there i felt like i was really along for the ride i felt like they were doing a lot with very little and i just fell into that sweet spot that i didn't with some of the other bands we talked about earlier like i i felt like it fucking knew how to take me along for the ride and it did and i really really enjoyed listening to it one of the one of the most consistent things you'll see in reviews of this band in general is they are kind of a super group everyone in this band is hyper experienced and so you do like you said ben you get that that compositional aspect to the album where it feels like this album specifically to me really lends itself to just like the Ungfell album to be listening to from beginning to end with no breaks. It is one yes. solid. The re, to me, the reason the songs don't have ends is because it's all really just one song broken up into parts. See, see, I disagree with that because there's other albums in this list where they actually do transition from one song to another. This one just fades out. So that's yeah. not the same. It's just kind of the portal thing. Yeah. But I mean, like this was an excellent album. What did Nick and Nick and Kyle talk to me? Kyle, did you listen to this? So, here's my <laughs> thing with Portal. I appreciate what they do and all that. Um, I just cannot get into them. I totally get not. that. So, I... Yeah, I'm in the same boat as Kyle. They're obviously very talented, but I I did not like this album at all. This is probably one of my least favorite albums on this list. You yeah, are. To, I, you guys are to Portal as Ben is to traditional heavy metal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I liked it so much. It just works. There's just some sort of cosmic energy that makes me like this thing. I understand where you're coming from. It's it's actually similar to how I view um, an Almathrock, and I know yeah. Matt detests it. Uh, yeah, I like, uh, I like an Almathrock. Oh! Uh, like, I, 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 understand, I understand where you're coming from. So, yeah. like, I, I get it. I just don't like the way this band does it. Mm. Yeah, I, I really gotta throw Ulther at you next, Ben. Uh, because I, I, Ben, you mentioned earlier that the music, the only music you ever listened to was what we played around you, which was always metal, and you didn't pay attention. But I think you absorbed enough. Oh, I definitely have, absorbed to, to have to have it. an elitist opinion enough to like Portal. <laughs> Amazing. The fact Amazing. that Portal right. wasn't just like random noise to you is like it makes me so overjoyed. Are you proud of me? Uh, you have no daddy? idea. Yeah, <laughs> da- Daddy is happy. All right, next one's either Kyle or Nick. I put Kyle, but it might be Nick. I really, really like this album. And honestly, this album might have ranked higher, except the album throws so much at you that by the time the album was over, I was like, all right, I I really don't need to listen to anymore. And that's Bloodbound. Wow. So this is the the one album that I think was on all three lists, right? Mm -hmm. I think so. I... 
I really liked Bloodbound. Um, I put it sounds a lot like Poets of the Fall's offshoot band, Old Gods of Asgard. Uh, mm-hmm. Poets of the Fall is the band who did all of the uh, like theme songs for the Max Payne franchise from Max 2 onwards. And they also did the soundtrack for Alan Wake and Control. So Fuck if you yeah. listen to them, they have a very signature musical sound. I, which see, the, is, I see the connection. It, yeah, it's like elevated mid-2000s metal or something it's hard to articulate at least for me it is but i got real vibes of that with bloodbound which for me was super cool because i really like poets of the fall uh and i haven't heard of a lot of bands who scratch that similar itch for me so the the biggest issue i had with this band I thought the lyrics were fucking awful. I genuinely, <laughs> genuinely hated the lyrics. Look, it's their ninth album. They've run out of ideas. And, and, the yeah, and, and, and I sort of figured it out once the once I realized how long the album was, and there's like 12 tracks on it. I'm like, okay, these guys must just churn out music, and that's why the lyrics suffer. This is the, this is the pop album of the list. Yeah, I can imagine, but like, I I wrote, lyrics are a bit repetitive, but I love the energy. Actually, no, lyrics are kind of a bit shit, but I still love it in spite of itself. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I I, I really feel like it was a bit of a metal buffet where there was a lot, and if they cut back a bit, it probably would have been better. But as it was, this was still really really good and i'm really happy i listened to it and uh i i feel like this could be like a, a ro- regular rotation band for me i'll let nick and kyle stole their virtues more but just bloodbound to me and a very similar thing to you ben is that like if they weren't so good by the ninth album they would have been really bad but they're just still yeah. doing it like they're, they're they're still just pulling it off but it's you can tell it's their ninth album yes uh, go ahead kyle i have a lot of thoughts <laughs> okay so Nick actually got me into these guys. Same. And I appreciate you, Nick. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. So, yeah. Um, so, like, when I first started listening to these guys, it was actually, like one or two singles, you know, like Moria, you know, their most famous song. Um, but, like, once, like, this album dropped, Nick was like, Kyle, you got to listen to this. I'm like, okay, I will. And I listened to it. I'm like, okay, it's just a roller coaster front to back. It's just, like, nonstop. And I just fell in love with it. So, I mean, that's the short end of it and Nick you describe things a lot better than I do so where's yours do you like cheese I like cheese I'm lactose intolerant this album is cheese from front to back and it is amazing <laughs> Ben you mentioned that oh if they don't turn it back down a bit it'd be better nope <laughs> no, they need to turn it up <laughs> damn right they do this is power metal alright they're talking about slaying dragons fighting wars, saving princesses and other stuff, right? Just anything and everything fantasy. Um, All of their guitar chords and riffs are super catchy. Um, That's true. Their lyrics, yeah. They're they're full of cheese. They're incredibly cheesy. But this is power metal. I almost wish, though, that they would go like even more over the top with it. Like, Necrogoblicon doesn't have great lyrics but because it's so stupid 
it's like, all right, yeah, I'm down for this, you know? Yeah, yeah. He sure, he needs ne- some like Necro. true old school European power mode. He needs so he needs like he needs to sit down and listen to some like um, Rhapsody. Uh huh. Yeah, you'd probably be really into Rhapsody. You might be into Manila Road as well, honestly. For the cheese. Blind Guardian's a little too intense. Like in their and they're not clean enough for Ben. Yeah, uh, Halloween you'll probably be into as well. Yeah. Um, That's an awesome name. And, of course, Glory Hammer and Twilight Force. Yeah, of course. But, yeah, no, this is a fantastic power metal album. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this is an incredibly technical album Mm -hmm. and that they're breaking walls down with this album. This is very much a power power metal fans album. Yeah. Well, I felt it, and I liked it. So, Ben, just just to hit on some of those cheesy lyrics for those listening, um, here you go. Say my name in every story. Keep my memory alive. Send a message over mountain high and never let it die. Pray my soul return to glory. On ascending wings I'll fly. In the tale of ancient warriors, they face it eye to eye. When fate is calling, when fate is calling, stand your ground and face the enemy. And to just really nail home kind of the the, the ethos of this album... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the chorus of the song, which takes up about half the song. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this top. Ooh, this is spicy. This is ooh, top four. I, top four. Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, come on, All right, baby. This is my last four out of five rank. Ooh. This one, I thought at least, had a lot of inventive editing to it and some weird intros. I guess this one was Matt's, and it's Naraka. Yeah. Yeah, Blast Haven, the album. The the album title fits. I called it a very smart album, Mm -hmm. and I also thought the really sludgy laugh that he does in it is hilariously (laughs) throaty. Yeah, this was the one where it was like... I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, those are actual... So that that, that that song and that section of the song is is like is like a reference or like an homage to the genre of slam. Um, mm. and, and brutal death metal, which really, really relies on that kind of <coughs> like almost like almost like vomiting um, kind of. There's a there's a specific vocalization called the babbling brook uh, that that is that is famous in the genre where I goes. <coughs> it's like it sounds like they're doing death metal vocals with water stuck in their throat. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really awesome. Yeah, so this is a, for those listening, this is a Death Grind album. It is fast. It is short. It is really intense. And I think Ben put it well. It's really fun. This is like a, if you listen to a lot of metal, and especially if you don't necessarily, if you don't really like grind, like traditional Napalm Death kind of style grind, this is a great album for you to kind of bridge the gap a little bit. It's a lot of fun. It makes you want to take off your shoes and kick some things and shotgun a beer. It's a good, fun album. And it's creative. Like Ben said, it has fantastic intros and samples that are very reminiscent of the genre itself um i know i've i think i've made nick and kyle listen to this yes you have you did not make me listen to this oh i'm sorry Kyle. it's okay i want to listen what, to it what do you think nick nope no <laughs> nope i i cry cannot do grindcore mm. i don't care what you combine it with it's just not happening what if you combine it with rap Man, I'm gonna find that later. Country music. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I don't feel comfortable like even rating this album because it's just not for me. All right. 
I mean, technically, it's an EP. So, <laughs> fuck man. you, Kyle. Well, so it's, okay, there's well, more so than there's one other album we haven't talked about. Yeah. Yet, so there's like there's shame putting EPs on the album list. There's two. We we have made it to the top three albums here. Oh man, oh, I'm dreaming. I, I, yeah, so am I. I I ranked number three a four point two five out of five. Number two a four and a half, and number one I gave four point seven five out of five. Oh, come on, baby. Number three, I guess this one was Nick's Gate Creeper. Ooh, man! You know I was really hoping this one would be higher rated. I oh man! I really, really love, love, love this album. It gave me like Butcher vibes in yeah. a way. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I wrote I love the speed, the demony feel, the uh, is great. <coughs> I really like the lead singer. I thought his voice, his guttural voice, was really awesome. It was like right in that sweet spot. I love. Yeah, Chase I is the really best death metal vocalist today. One of the uh, things I really listen for in metal is how the drums are. And mm-hmm. I thought the drums, whoever plays the drums in this, is really, really fucking good. Because he does so many different things throughout all the songs. Like, he keeps switching it up. And it's awesome to listen to. I put, I want to be outside a pit watching this band, just not in it. And I also... <laughs> thought that the cover art was among the best if not the best cover art amongst all the albums yeah it's definitely my number two for the cover art i have this thing on vinyl and when you hold that album in person and look at it it is like captivating yeah i think wait all three of us have it on vinyl don't we me you and kyle yeah we do yeah yeah we do this was on (laughs) all of our lists yes it was um this easy this easily could have been in all of our top threes i think right yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Now, Ben, Ben, here's my question for you. What did you like more, the first seven really fast songs or the last really long song? I feel like you have to listen to it together. You do. You do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like if I just listened to the last one on its own, I would have been like, that's good. But with the setup of the rest of the album, then it's really good. Yeah. You know, so- what? one of the issues I had with Butcher, and, and if I had to quantify it i'd probably say i liked listening to the butcher album more but this one was made better um okay i i feel like just with how they're able to go up and down with the songs is really impressive and i really stayed with it throughout the whole album because you know i i think at least they take a chance that they have this super duper fast album where all the songs are a minute long, and then the last song's ten minutes long. Like, that's a chance they're taking. Mm-hmm. And yet it worked for me to, to not switch genres, but kind of, you know, switch what you're doing for half the album. Like, that's pretty wild. And, and, and Ben, the, the, the really interesting thing about what you just said is that this album is actually a switch from their normal sound. This really? A, so, so they play old-school death metal, which is a mid-tempo genre. They're going. They're not going too fast. They're not going too slow. But it's really plodding, and very like stompy and grimy and intense. And like you just kind of can rhythmically bang your head to every second of it. And with with during lockdown, right at the beginning of this year, they released this album unexpectedly, um, and it was really an intentionally an attempt to have to take Gatecreeper and take and play with the fastest end of the genre, 
and then and then play with the slowest end of the genre. So they Interesting. they so they, they they consciously chose to explore the two extremes of the tempo stream within death metal since they stand they usually stay right in the middle. And so it's very intentional doing that layering those those several short songs right into that long song. To change the tempo to explore both. Kyle, have you listened to this one? Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, tell me said, tell yeah. me about it. What do you think? So, and one of the things that uh, I I don't think Matt pointed out, like the first seven songs, the, all the like short like one minute songs, um, they're basically representing the seven deadly sins. Um, I'm not oh. sure. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> then you know. Are they? Yeah, he's talked about it on Instagram. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. I will sit down. I mean, if you, yeah. I mean, song two, sick of being sober. Yeah, I mean, like think the first about song, it. The first song is called "Starve." That's you know, representation of gluttony. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that is a oh, significant point. Agreed. Okay, yeah, I see. <laughs> Boom. Like when the first when the first song kicks in, it's like once you that opening rip hits, it's like I immediately he- like have to headbang. It's just so good, mm-hmm. and it's like that for the first seven songs. And the eighth song hits, and you just it's like the breather, you know, take a break, and it's just you know slow, grudgy, sad, full of as the song title is emptiness. So I, I yeah. just enjoy it. So. Yeah, I wouldn't describe the last song as a breather, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, the first seven songs, you're really going like 100 miles an hour, right? And then you hit that last song, it's like hitting a freaking wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, yeah, it's it's slower, but it's not lighter by any means. Um, no, yeah, it's probably the heaviest song on the album. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's honestly, like, straight up a Death Doom song. Um, it is. Oh, yeah. And purposes. My favorite song on the album, too. But, um, mm-hmm. but also to Kyle's point, uh, the first song on the album, Star, that, 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 uh, the guitar riff that just starts to that bun a bun a bum 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 like it just gets you going right away. It's an awesome hook to get you into the album. You you know they're gonna play that song live and they're gonna request the circle pit before the song starts. Oh yeah. And then it's gonna be fucking insane. This is gonna be yeah. that's gonna be a circle pit where I'm gonna lose more of my teeth from a circle pit. Yeah, I want to watch that. I don't wanna be in it, but I wanna watch it fucking badly. Oh yeah. I am desperate to see this band live again. They're probably one of my favorite live bands I've ever seen in the last 10 years. All right. We've made it to the final two. I'm going to say in advance, I thought I labeled Nick for both of these. Wow. You're wrong on both fronts. You're really wrong on one of them. (laughs) All right. So since when I say one, we're, we're going to know what the other is. So I'll say them both together. Okay. All right. All right. I'm ready. I'm so nervous. My number two favorite band is also, or favorite album, is also the first album I listened to, which is Shortrin. Oh, yes. Which means that my favorite album is by the band Spectral Wound. Yes! Fuck yeah! I feel like a very hollow victory. Who who uh, Who had number two? Kyle. All right. Well, Kyle, you also have good taste. All right. So, so how is it pronounced? Short, <laughs> short rin, stort rin. Well, we don't know. Okay. Great. Well, S word. <laughs> yeah. Just um, go storgrin. Stor- yeah. I, I, I gave it. I, I gave it four and a half out of five stars. I put it felt like a story, flowed super well. I never got bored. 
I liked what I, I labeled it as drum fucking. I said the drum <laughs> yeah. fucking was really good. I really liked the lead guitar solos, and the whole thing felt like a journey. I, I, I took a few notes on the different songs, but overall, I just really enjoyed this album, the progression it had. It just vibed with me super good. You guys can probably describe it better than me. Yeah, Kyle, dive in there. Okay, so I was just wandering around Spotify, and they popped up in my recommended. I gave them a listen. I'm like, oh, it's a new album. Cool. So I started listening to it. I'm like, oh, these guys are right up my alley. <laughs> so like it, like it kicks off very nicely, um, just nonstop uh, blast beats, you know, like death metal blast beats. Uh, you know, they're shredding, great riffs, it's very melodic, a slight little bit of tech death. I know you get that was off-putting for you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, I just had fun all the way through. Uh, the How the two different vocals mesh together, I thought it was really well done as well. Like, they complement each other pretty well. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, that, that's actually a big part of it. The, the two uh, singers, I really think that added an extra layer. It make it makes them blending both mellow black and death metal into like a possibility. It makes it feel natural. That's one of the most surprising things about this band for me, because like you you throw the first track on the first five minutes, I'm kind of not sold, and then by the end of Cosmos Eater, I'm like completely involved in this album. I'm Ooh. like, all right, I'm like ready to continue. Nick, did you get a chance to listen to this? Uh, I did not listen to the entire thing. Um, I don't remember why I didn't finish the album. I didn't, but I do remember enjoying it. Um, I will have to go back and finish it. And early in the album, at least from what I heard, um, I don't know what the rest of the album sounds like, obviously, but I was getting some, like, Nabla the Scares vibes out of them. Um, yeah. But Yo, dude, totally have yeah, no idea less, what that means. Less the violin, but everything else. Like, I was some pretty heavy Nabla the Scares vibes, which, hey, I'm yeah. super into. Those are the bad parts of the album. <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, uh, all right. And then we, we have number one. We have Spectral Wound. Yes. I get this is yours, Matt, I assume. Oh, fuck yeah. I love okay. this album so much. Okay, 4.75 out of 5. And honestly, right. I, I might as well just give it a 5 out of 5 because I found no flaws in this album. Mm-hmm. I, 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 put it there, I put it at 4.75 because I listened to it relatively early on, like album 5 maybe. And I was okay. like, well, maybe something will be better. And it's not. So really, it's a nope. 5 out of 5 album. Just just call it that. 5 out of 5. Um, I wrote, almost too throaty, but right at the limit. Feels like a whirlwind of noise I'm caught in, but everything has structure and purpose. The rise of action in Frigid and Spellbound, about 45 seconds in, is awesome. Uh, the finale to the album is fucking awesome. Oh. Best song I listened to, uh, I'm pretty sure, amongst all these. Uh, it was the only album I listened to where I was actually upset that it was ending. Where I was yeah. like, I want to listen to more of this. This was genuinely a perfect album. This is like what I would listen to. This is just... This this album felt one step above. I know nothing about these guys. I couldn't find anything about them online. There's nothing. But, but these guys are awesome. Yeah, spectral spectral wound in this album. It's, I mean, to get to get really serious, it's the it's one of the most culty, evil, like grimy, encompassing albums. The album artwork is what the album sounds like. Um, it is 
just so intense. It's the use of tremolos, the use of noise, the use of the layering of the vocals. It takes it takes what was achieved by bad production in the past and does it with fucking clean, perfect production for the sound. And it's just captivating. It's fun. It, and it's it's fun in an evil way. It's being intense. It's being everything that black metal needs to be. But just doing it so fucking well. There's just no bad part. There's not a yeah. single bad part of the album. And like that alone makes it incredible. When, when I think of this type of music, this is like the standard bearer. Yeah. If, if someone was like, what do you think of when you think of this? I'm like this. This is it. This is what my mind makes up, you know, and it's like it's it's really to me it feels like a flawless album. I feel like there's other albums on this list which are maybe more inventive in a way. Like you know, if if I had to think about it, like I'd sort of like to listen to Portal again just because there's so many layers to it. Mm-hmm. But this one I think is just the best. Like it's just a step above the rest of them. Yeah, Nick and Kyle. Uh, I mean, you guys kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, I don't think I've actually listened to this album in order. <laughs> um, <because sighs> I've, I've, I'm pretty sure I've heard this entire album multiple times while driving with Matt. Um, yes. It's. I mean, it's very good. I, I don't really know what else to say. Y'all kind of got it to a T. This, this, this album does with black metal what Wheel does with Doom. Yeah, it's it's yeah. absolutely nonstop. It's just consistent <laughs> all the way through. It's great. Um, I find the vocals uh, that this guy does actually are kind of unique um, yeah. in the genre. Um, they're very high pitched, like almost squeals, but it's like they're completely audible. Um, it doesn't sound like it's actually straining his voice either, which is really good for him as well. Um, but yeah, it's just nonstop. You know, tremolo picking. You know, broken arpeggios and you know, blast beats all the way through. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Where did you have this ranked in your top five, Matt? Uh, it, it, for a long time, it was tied for number one. Got it. Uh, it kind of still is. It, the, the number one spot has flipped between this and Ungfell all year. No, because uh, this these, one. These came it's out like like these came out. Ungfell and this album came out like two weeks apart. It, it's this one. Ungfell is really good, but like, uh, Ungfell is a story, and Spectral Wound is an experience. Yeah, I can I can get behind that. I, I feel I I haven't listened to enough of these bands to know a standard bearer, but if there was something that could be called a standard bearer album, out of all nineteen albums I listened to, it would be Diabolic Thirst by Spectral Wound. It's that good. Fuck yeah, yeah. This 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 album was brought to me and then eventually brought it to all of us through the uh, Order of the Black Arts on on Facebook, the best Facebook group. Uh, yeah, this album's incredible, uh, and it's in a, and it's one of those albums where they distinctly and directly improved on their last album, um, which got everyone's attention. And then everyone was like, "Oh, that was good." And then they did this, and everyone was blown away. This is this 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 uh this saves your uh your points in the underground metal community for your opinions yeah. on uh, Panopticon. <laughs> You've redeemed yourself as a black metaler, Ben. So we made it through. It seems like the only real major gaffe to the metal community I made was Panopticon. Yeah, and if you listen to a bunch of people with uh, a different taste than me, uh, viral and significant point, I think a lot of people would disagree with you on those two, especially significant yeah. point. Yeah, those albums. Viral, were not received. as much. Self significant point was 
received well by the entire scene. I, I just I, I just trained for this music in Matt's car. Yeah. And yeah. So I just I it's it's the just black so you're, far you're past meant me for black point. metal. Yeah, I was I was trained from a young age for for black metal. All right, well everybody, I hope you enjoyed our mid-year roundup. Just to hit you with that list again in Ben's order, we had from top this time to bottom, Spectral Wound, Storagren, yeah. Gate Creeper, Nahurakan, yeah. Bloodbound, Woo-hoo. Portal, Yes, Dohurda, All right, Frozen Soul, Yeah, Noctul. Yeah. Ungfell. All right. Quan? Yeah. Marconidium. Okay. Fucking wheel. Yeah, good. Azagoth Pendragon. Solid. Panopticon. All right. Gone Mage. Hmm. Significant point. Hmm. Viral. Not my thing. Harakiri for the sky. Yeah. <laughs> you feel so bad. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. Well, Kyle, this is why you listen to Horror Curry. Yep. <laughs> and this is why everybody else is listening to Fourth Times the Charm. Good night, everybody. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good night. Yeah! yeah! You guys got it! I didn't even need to say a word. Oh my god, y'all got the gimmick. Holy oh my shit! God. That was awesome! Damn! Oh, that, that that took that took more than four times, Ben, but it was oh. the charm. That had the charm. Our charmers oh. out there, that was for all of you. All you charmers. Wow. Remember to follow us on all Ooh. of the different platforms. Hit us up on Instagram. If you tell oh. us you're our number one fan, we'll make you our number one fan. That hey, offer if, still stands. If if anyone uh shoots us a message on Instagram that I don't personally know and tells me that they are our biggest fan. I will give you a Mattel the Giant action figure. That's yeah. I feel All like right, you might be dissuading them. No, I'll I'll send you a free action figure. You can do like death metally shit to it. I don't know. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I will free. say, you just have to send me a message and you get a free action figure. That's that's for real too. That is real. Um, if 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 you are happen somehow to be in one of the bands we talked to today on the list uh we would love to interview you for an episode and talk about your album unless we hated it in that case ben won't be on the album and we'll be here basically uh, if your album's in the bottom third talk to me we'll have a good time yeah yeah if your album's in the bottom third we'll bring nick on to interview you um if you're in the top third or the middle third uh, we would love to talk to you uh, I respect all of you. We will give you a platform you have that's bigger than ours already is. I'm sorry. Fourth time's the charm, baby. <laughs> <laughs>